Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. Man, this was a good week. Everybody seemed to get in and get a good chunk of corn planted, got it planted in pretty good conditions. Then on top of that, we brought in some rain, some actually well-needed rain. That rain uh, definitely is going to fix some issues on some of the corn that got planted in dry soil. So it's going to reduce the amount of service calls that we have to go on worrying about stands. So that definitely was a grain maker itself. Plus, it's going to kick in a lot of herbicide that was laying out there in dry soil, and we need that. We need as much control as we can get in itself. And while we may not have liked the rain delay, rain delays do stagger our pollination window for corn, changing our planting dates up. So um, that rain was a good thing. So we got a good start, got rain, and then you guys got a chance to uh, sell some grain as far as the markets rally. So uh, we call that a trifecta as far as being able to get all those combinations to come together in one week. Besides uh, planting out there, there is some confusion that I want to kind of clear up about nitrogen inhibitors that we run into four or five times this week, and it probably deserves some attention. As we're applying 28 and 32% with our herbicide to the surface, uh, a lot of questions coming in about how long do we have before this nitrogen would gas off. And we talk about gassing off nitrogen, we're talking about volatilization. And remember, volatilization only happens with the urea portion of your liquid nitrogen. So 28 and 32% are half urea. Typically, if we put 28 or 32% on the surface with our herbicide, we would have three to five days to incorporate that or get a rain on it without very little loss, except for high pH situations. So if you're putting... Uh, urea on high pH soils, you got a matter of hours, probably three, four hours, and volatility is going to be underway. Now, for some of you guys, you know where your high pH is. The other part, we have to think about our lime applications. If we applied limestone last fall and it's in a no-till or strip-till situation and that lime's still at the surface, you could have a high pH situation right there at the surface. Consider that uh, would trigger the volatilization of that nitrogen itself. Now, if you're working it in, in a matter of days behind the application, or you're in your high pH conditions, you're working in a matter of hours, then volatility is not a concern and you don't need to protect from it because once the soil's incorporated, the nitrogen's incorporated into the soil, we don't have a problem. But we're looking for an inhibitor that stops volatilization. So we have to manage the urease uh, enzyme in the soil or you have to have a urease inhibitor. So make sure the nitrification process, uh, the make sure that the products that you're using are doing the right thing. Instinct is not a urease inhibitor. Instinct will not stop volatility. Instinct is a nitrification inhibitor to lengthen out the, the usage or the time frame of your nitrogen, but it does nothing for the urea. So situation, you need urease inhibitors if you're surface applying and leaving it. Nitrification inhibitor like instinct would be if you're trying to slow down the cycling of your nitrogen and move it forward. So do take some time and look at the labels and make sure that everybody, including your dealers, understand the difference between them. If you uh, call in here to the office, uh, we can help you out as well from your inhibitors. But uh, too many questions on that. We need to cover it maybe even harder in our winter meetings as well. On the bug front, man, the black cutworms still keep lighting up these pheromone traps. This week, not only is it 
Macon, Dewitt, and McLean County traps that are still continue to bring in some pretty good catches. Now we're seeing big catches come in from the Streeter area and the Donovan area. So a situation where we're above threshold catches on these uh, cutworm out there south. We expect the feeding to really start to show up around the May 7th. But as it looks now, this feeding issue is going to last a while because we've had so many strong flights. Every time there's a southerly well, climate movement, rain coming from the south, moving north, uh, they're bringing the cutworms with it itself. And we're going to have cutworm of all different sizes when they do start to feed out there. So just a warning, it hasn't backed off yet. Uh, of course, anytime the wind comes out of the south, cutworm can be coming this way. It's a matter of how fast can our corn grow uh, to get itself out of trouble where it's too big to cut. These early cutting thresholds are going to be you know, around that 3% range. We'll talk more about thresholds for the black cutworm as we get closer to the actual attack. But remember, uh, soil insecticides and traded corn don't necessarily mean that you're going to be out of the woodwork. It's still going to take some scouting. You guys say, well, I've got my traded corn is going to handle the cutworm. Remember with your traded corn that the cutworm have to feed before they're going to die. So a situation where it could be kind of like the Alamo. You could have 30,000 plants out there and 150,000 cutworm. You're probably not going to fare too well. So... We're going to keep our eye on that one. Along with the cutworm now is the presence or the, the armyworm moth that's starting to show up in our traps. And our, most of our armyworm traps are set next to wheat fields, but we're starting to see some fairly impressive armyworm catches as well. And that's something that we're going to have to stay on top of for you guys in the wheat uh, uh, fields itself. Probably right now, based on the hatch, we're looking at armyworm uh, hatch taking place and larvae showing up around the 14th of May. So we're going to be scouting again. You're looking at like four per foot of row or about 25% feeding. We'll keep track of that and we'll talk more about thresholds there as well. But on that front, we've got both the black cutworm and the armyworm that are look like they're going to be uh, reckoned with this year itself. With that, I uh, hope everybody gets back in the field next week and uh, we can finish up this uh, crop Keep it safe, keep it moving.